listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to Earth Oddity Podcast. It's John and Tiny. Again. Again. We're recording on time this week. Yeah, back to back. Back to back. Really? Yeah, I mean, quick (laughs) turnaround time. Uh, I think, first of all, we should address the fact that I haven't been to church in like a month. Okay. (laughs) Today, I had to pick up Hudson from camp. Okay. Because he had been out there all weekend. Yeah, I noticed. For Order of the Arrow. The rest of your kids showed up. Right. Yeah. But Hudson and you being gone, I I figured it may be some kind of Boy Scout thing. He had to be picked up at 1030. Okay. Um, but yeah, I sent the rest of my family, minus my wife, who was in fed with her grandmother. She spent the night, which I figured out that is like a perfect way for her to get out of having to deal with eating kids stuff for 24 hours. <laughs> hey, I got to go take care of my grandmother, you know, and yeah. spend the night with her and all that. And so I've I've been doing all the kids stuff and lining up Libby's. Went with a friend this afternoon, doing all that stuff. So. Credit to John. Credit to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm a better wife than my wife is a wife, uh-huh. you know. And and no credit to Deidre. None Because she may say that she's trying to help her grandmother, but really she's yeah. just trying to get out of taking care of yeah, kids. <laughs> exactly. I, I think that's what it might be. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's. That's why I wasn't at church. And then last week was a Boy Scout thing. I don't remember what the week before was. Maybe. I maybe thought you we were there a week before. Was I? But I was out. Maybe that's right. <laughs> so I hit one time in a month. <laughs> it's bad. But yeah, so I sent my, my children as the spiritual leader of my house. I right. was like, y'all have to go to church. <laughs> you know, I don't want any rumors getting started that we've quit. Y'all just all go. Now, Thomas, now that he's doing our sound. He got a little heat for it today. Did he? On the online live stream. Uh-huh. He said, <laughs> he said, June Hogue and Janet Latham were like commenting they couldn't hear the preacher. Huh. And like June Ho was like, Jacob, you need to turn up the preacher. <laughs> so Thomas commented like, hey, sounds working fine. I'm listening through my phone. You know, <laughs> like, maybe you need to turn the volume up on your device. You're only like 150 years old. If one of us is going to be wrong, it's you. you know? Maybe your phone don't go up that high. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, he was like, I was catching heat. And I was like, well, I mean, that's going to happen sometimes, yeah. you know. They don't know he's got long in him. He'll just be like, I quit. I would well, never do I, this I again. I was just going to say, I mean, I tell you what, you, you get enough complaints. You're just like, well, you know what? If you can do better, yeah, right. be my guest. You come on up here and do it. Uh, the church is not exactly <laughs> overflowing with volunteers <laughs> to go up there right. and do that. He's like, look, I'm 16 years old. It's a Sunday morning. I've gotten up, gotten ready, took my younger siblings to church mm-hmm. with me. I'm up here doing the sound, and I'm catching heat from it. And the only time anyone has anything to say to the sound guy is when something goes wrong. Yeah, no. Like, no one will ever come up to you and say, hey, you did a great job running the sound this morning. No, everything sounded perfect today. Yeah. Toss is just like, yeah, man, they were getting on to me. I was like, don't worry about it. I was like, Miss June used to get on to me for sitting in her seat. She made me move one Sunday. (laughs) Like, no joke. As you should. She wasn't there, and I jumped up in that seat because the kids were like singing or something and Deidre couldn't be there as mm-hmm. bad as she used to have to work out, you know, on yeah, Sundays. Yeah. 
And so I was going to video it and she came out, you know, late, probably talking after Sunday school or something. and was like, you're in my seat. You need to move. And I was like, for real? And she was like, yeah, that's where I sit. I've been sitting in this seat yeah. since 1934. Right. <clears throat> and I was just like, okay, all right. You know, no big deal. And then I think she picked up like, hey, this, you know, he's kind of, he thinks that he's mad at me, you know? And so she started being like, well, you can sit here. I was like, no, I will never. I was like, I will never sit in this seat again. And I was like, I will never sit near you again. And I was like, that's fine. I don't, you know, I mean, we got saved seats or whatever at the church house. That's cool. You know, and that was it. You know, and I met, we've been yeah. going there for, you know, Thomas was still young. I think mm-hmm. it was for, we even had Hud- or Hudson was more than a bump on a log. So. Mm. It's been a long time ago. She was old then, too. I mean, you get old people, just old people. Yeah. You can't wait to be old. You can just tell people whatever you think. <laughs> I mean, what are they going to do to you? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. This has got to be the most freeing time ever. Hmm. Maybe probably, what, another 20 years I can get there. I think so. I mean, I tell you what. I mean, you definitely do notice that about the elderly. Yeah, they don't They don't <laughs> care at all. Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. Dude, some of them are out of hand. He's like, y'all are, y'all, y'all got to settle down. <laughs> Anyways, so um, how has the last three days been for you since we recorded? I tell you, it's it's been okay. I mean, yeah. I haven't had to go to the subway and hide from an airstrike. Sure. Or worry about forces amassing on the border yeah, that's of the town one. where I live. Yeah. So I can't complain. I filled up with gas last night. Almost $90. <laughs> oh. Almost 90 Dollars. Think about that. Was, was you? I'm guessing you were on E. <laughs> yeah, no, I was all the oh, way. Oh, no. I was all the way because I was trying to like ride it out mm-hmm. and go, well, maybe we'll get over the initial war bump and it'll come <laughs> right. down a few cents. Russia will finally yeah. take Kiev. And yeah, and everything, everything will go will back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, Ukrainians. I don't want to pay this much for gas, but I need y'all to lose this war real quick. <laughs> or win. Yeah, either one. <laughs> I'm fine with either result. <laughs> Yeah, just, our, just whatever you're doing, hurry it up. Yeah, but all the, almost ninety dollars. That's crazy. It was like eighty eight something, mm-hmm. and that that is insane. It is nuts. So, yeah, but and, okay. Here's my question: Do we get? I know we get like natural gas comes from Ukraine. Yeah, but, but we do we get, get a lot of oil from there too? No, we well we're buying oil from Russia right now. We are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> No. So only 600,000 barrels a day. It's yeah, fine. I'm no. sure that's not going to change once all these sanctions get yeah, no, against no. them. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> Which everybody's posting on Facebook about Biden shutting down the Keystone XL pipeline. Right. And now, you know, and we're still buying oil from Russia. But I just want to point out the Keystone XL pipeline wouldn't have been operational until like 2030. So mm-hmm. it, it's not really like, I mean, I get what y'all are saying, but. It ain't really like it immediately impacted oil prices in the United States. Some now look, this is very possible misinformation. I need like a fake news alert sound <laughs> cue before I say this. But I heard somebody saying that he had like shut down these other two pipelines. I have no idea. I, 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 don't I know told either. this person I was like, okay, well, what pipelines were those? And they yeah. were like, well, I just saw it on right. the internet. I was curious if you knew more about this. I have no idea. Okay, have no idea. I can't keep up with what pipeline. <laughs> you know, the pipeline talk is just, it's been out of control for a long time. Right. You remember when they were all protesting up there about the, at that uh, Indian yes, reservation? I remember that. Or Native American reservation, excuse me, that was insensitive on my part. 
about that time was when I was like, I've, I've had enough pipeline. You know? <laughs> no like, pipeline talk. Can't, can't keep up with it. I'm out on all pipeline talk. But yeah. then I saw that XL Keystone thing, and I was like, well, you know, they were building that. Were they going to have the whole thing done by then? And I did a Google thing, and they were like, yeah, no, it's going to take it like 10 years to get done. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, yeah, I don't know about it. When everybody was checking in at the Native American reservation back when all that was going on, it was very strange, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, you're you're in Tuscaloosa. You're not at the Standing Rock reservation. I didn't know. You oh, people ch- were doing, I, I don't remember that. It was that. like a show of solidarity. Okay. Like, you know, all it really was, I mean, let's be honest. All it really was was a bunch of white ladies <laughs> wanting a little bit of attention online and trying to make it about them. You right, know? right. Not... <laughs> And I, you mean like when you post a black square? Sure, whatever. Or when you post the Ukrainian They all got the Ukrainian flag now. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> I would get in trouble. We probably need to cut all this out. <laughs> like, that's really all it is. Like, you're not really doing anything, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I would do more, but I don't want Prime Minister Justin Trudeau <laughs> seizing my money. <laughs> I just like like if I make a donation to Ukraine, what if if can Vladimir Putin take all my money? Can he freeze my assets? There's a very good chance. I don't know. I don't know how that works. You would think that well, I don't I mean, all it takes is saying if you're the if you're Trudeau or President Biden or whoever is going, Well, this group is a terrorist organization Mm -hmm. and we can't be funding them. Now 20 years ago, everybody was all fired up about that Patriot Act, but now that's how they get you, man. <laughs> I remember they, telling y'all. they get you. <laughs> nobody would listen to me because we're trying to defeat, you know, Bin Laden or whoever. And I was like, look, that's how they get you. You're yep. stupid. And everybody's like, yeah, no, it's going to be a good thing. USA, mm-hmm. USA. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. That's when they declare Earth Audi podcast terrorists and freeze our Patreon and all that. You know? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. What would we ever do? We're promoting hate speech <laughs> or whatever on here. And listen, and- I, be- I feel like we have made it very clear. The only hate speech that we endorse is hate directed at government. Sure. And the <laughs> University of Tennessee. You know, yeah, that's you acceptable. That's acceptable. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if you could consider Tennessee, the University of Tennessee, a terrorist organization, because we've basically been occupying them for like 13 <laughs> years straight. You know? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I was about to say, at what point has the University of Tennessee, like, at what point is there no more beef? I don't, well, I don't know. You know, they beat us 11. I was about to say, it's been a bad, yeah. bad go for them here lately. They beat us 11 straight years. Um, and I, we, when we broke that streak, was it 91? Mm-hmm. When we, when, when I guess we broke it. The summer after that, I was at the University of Knoxville for a Boy Scout thing. And a guy, his name, who will remain nameless, etched in the back of our dorm room. We stayed in the dorm room door, like roll tight with a pocket knife. (laughs) It's just like, I'm sure some like maintenance worker, whatever he saw that was like, ah, man, I got to replace this door now. You know? Yeah. You look back at things like that when you're an adult, you're like, "Ah, that was pretty dumb. Who, whoever did that? That was, that was not cool. We just made somebody's life harder. Over football, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. Anyways, football's nuts. So sports and nuts. So we've discussed that. The Hudson and I discussed that today on the way home. It's like, hey, I don't like you because you don't wear the same color jersey that I do. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense at all why we do that. Well, you don't wear the same color jersey as I do, but what I'm really mad about is you don't cheer for the team that I yeah, cheer right. for. No, that's it. <laughs> Here's the weird How thing. dare right. you? And I know we've talked about this, but it's just it's a bizarre thing. It's the great. Loving sports is the greatest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. People who don't love sports don't know what they're missing out of. Like how fun and awesome it is. Even if you root for a team that's bad, it's still awesome. It's great. It's right. all it's entire it, your entire existence is pain, and that's for any <laughs> sports fan. That's for any sports fan, especially just, if you're a Tennessee football. If you're a Tennessee fan, fan. <laughs> but like us this year, you know, like yeah. we had a real good year. But there's only one team that gets to be happy, right? But it makes no sense. Like Alabama and Auburn, we're in the same state. We're like two, what, three hours away from each other. Mm-hmm. All of our fan base is the same. We like to pretend that the other fan base are the idiots, you know? Right. Like, no, we're all the same people here. <laughs> it's all the same people. I, and it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Well, how about some Let's odd news this news. week? I'm about to say, it hasn't been all that long since we've met, but I feel like we've been able to scrape well, up some decent articles here. For the sake of the listener, we we did, did a deep dive to find new stories to talk about on such a short turnaround. So <laughs> yes. that's the kind of dedication you get out of this podcast. Credit to the world mm-hmm. for being so ridiculous. Right, for being so odd. That we have enough to talk about. Yep, exactly. Um, the stories I have, we got a barbecue shootout. Okay. Those are always fun. Robot dogs, and we're going to talk about Joy Behar. Okay. I have a story that actually we didn't get to last show, but my pillow guy, what's his name? Mike Swindale? My, yes. We've got an update on him. <laughs> it's a, Swindle is a bad name for a businessman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, that's cartoonish. Look, way before he become like, you know, Trump's mouthpiece. Yeah, dude. Yeah, know? like it's like way before this. Point man on the election conspiracy. I'm talking ten years ago when me and Tara were standing in bed bath and beyond and uh-huh. she was showing me the my pillow thing a box. Yeah. I remember telling her, I don't want to buy that pillow because that dude on the front of the box he looks, looks like, like a every <laughs> used car salesman has ever tried to sell me a lemon. That's right. <laughs> I mean, he's got a great story, though, because he was all, you know, he was a crackhead. Oh, yeah, it's a fantastic story. And yeah. if you get tired of hearing or and you never get tired of hearing it because it changes so much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Look, that would be a lesson to you. If you want to build a successful business, you need to do crack. <laughs> The moral of the story. (laughs) Yes. I've got a story about alien abduction, but I want to start with this one just because it's so recent. The Taliban, John, has called on Russia and Ukraine to end the crisis through peaceful means. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Who had the Taliban being the voice of reason in 2022? (laughs) 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 The Taliban calls on Russia and Ukraine to, quote, resolve the crisis through dialogue in peaceful means, according to a statement released by the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan. The statement reads, The Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan is closely monitoring the situation in Ukraine and expresses concern about the real possibility of civilian casualties. Wow. They they can't stand civilian casualties, I know. I know. 
The Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan calls for restraint by both parties. All sides need to desist from taking positions that could intensify violence. The Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan, in line with its foreign policy of neutrality, calls on both sides of the conflict to resolve the crisis through dialogue and peaceful means. The Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan also calls on parties to the conflict to pay attention to safe to pay attention to safeguard in the lives of Afghan students and immigrants in Ukraine. Sadly, despite Taliban warnings, the conflict has not been peaceful. <laughs> But the loss of lives after the first day of the invasion is said to be in the hundreds. Earlier footage was released showing Russian and Ukrainian aircraft being shot down in Ukraine's capital, Kiev. And then on February 24th, which was just a couple days ago as of this podcast, the day of war started, a Russian helicopter was shot down and crashed into the sea. So wow. anyway, and then it has just a screenshot up here on Twitter of uh, of the Taliban's Message. Message to this. And uh, I tell you what, if there's anyone that we should listen to in this time of crisis, it should be the Taliban. Well, the the Taliban's feeling themselves right now. I mean, they're coming (laughs) off a big dub. I mean, how do you you win a war against the U.S. and not... Yeah, get flex on everybody. Yes. Here's the other thing. Before that, they beat Russia too. You know, that's true. They're basically they're not much of a road team. Incredible at home, though the Taliban. You know, which is true for a lot. Of, yeah, a lot of war. No, yeah, they got a home field advantage that is unbeatable. It's like Death Valley. You well, know? I mean, we talked about this before we cut on the microphones, but Russia hasn't taken Ukraine yet, right? I at know. least as far as today, February 27th. Yeah, no, they haven't. So. Yet. Well, I, they were supposedly knocking on the door Thursday night, Friday right. morning, but well, they ain't there yet. We'll see. I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what to believe about all the stuff that comes out about the war because there's just so much propaganda mm-hmm. and everything online was a Russian bot like a week ago if you're on Twitter. And so. Well, right before they invaded, I remember reading articles saying they were withdrawing their troops. Yeah. Remember that? No, no. They were just faking them out. I guess. I, I don't know. know. I, I I don't know what's really truly going on over there. I don't know that anybody does, but they like you'll watch like I, Snapchat I, I, videos <laughs> of Ukrainian soldiers shooting at people and stuff. And you're like, is this real? You know, is the CIA pulling one on us? I don't want to get like ten full hat on everybody. <laughs> well, but I'm fairly certain that Russia has invaded Ukraine. Yeah, I would think so too. Now after that, I don't, I don't know, know what's going on. <laughs> I don't I know. Agree. <laughs> I agree. Did you see the tank running over the car? No, I didn't see that. That was an amazing video. Everybody's no, I, like I, Russian tank, and then like all the nerds, you know, like there's military nerds like crazy. Yeah. I mean, they're on par with any other nerddom there are, you know. And I'm not talking about soldiers. I'm sure there's some of them, but they're most of them are like dumpy dads who just are in the military, you <laughs> yes. know. And they're all like, "Well, that tank is not a Russian tank. That's a Ukrainian tank, you know, or whatever." And so, but the dude does like a Tokyo drift right over a like a a, a Prius or something, and like <laughs> smushes it. Dude in the whatever it, Prius, you know, it's like a Fiat, one of those European right. cars. He lived. Uh, seriously? Yeah. Okay. It's like that car manufacturer needs to pay for that footage right now and be like, <laughs> we have the safest car in all of your Ukraine. Yeah. And whosoever tank it is, you need yeah. to take that back. Yes. <laughs> like, my tank, it wasn't able to destroy a Prius. Right. <laughs> well, we know. Who was it that said war is hell? Sherman? 
Was it? I think it was Sherman. Okay. I don't want to say it was Sherman. I just know that it's not good for nothing. Well, if Sherman didn't say war is hell, he pretty much turned the South into a hell by setting it all on fire, right? <laughs> right. Well, there's ramifications anytime there's a war that innocent people are always affected. It's this really sad state of affairs, but that's just the nature of war where, where innocent civilians who are not in the conflict have to suffer. And that brings us to Joy Behar, who is mad because the Russia-Ukraine war is screwing up her Italian vacation plans. <laughs> oh, no. We need to just put that right there near the tippy top. Yeah, no. This things is a, that this war has not been good for. We need a binding UN resolution to get Joy <laughs> Behar on the vacation track. I, You said Italian vacation? Yeah, right. I mean, they're not fighting in Italy. No, not yet. No, we've seen Italy join in a few other context, uh, conflicts historically. Right. Oh, you, know, you never That's know. Let's <laughs> jump in a fight. <laughs> uh, the View co-host Joy Behar has sparked outrage for an unbelievably tone-deaf remark on the show where she complained about the war in Ukraine uh, and that it may disrupt her European vacation. The vocal 79-year-old. She's 79 years old. Can we not there. find younger people to be to do everything? <laughs> My I, dad didn't make seven. No, he was right, he was right there at 79. Okay. So which but women live longer than men. They do. They yeah. do. Yeah. Uh she stuck her foot firmly in her mouth uh when the panels discussed the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Um co-host Sonny Hostin was discussing the humanitarian crisis in Ukraine before Behar whined about her long-delayed travel plans to Italy amid the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, Estimates are 50,000 Ukrainians will be dead or wounded, and this is going to start a refugee crisis in Europe, Hostin said. We're talking about 5 million people that are going to be displaced. It's heartbreaking to hear what is going to happen, she added. And then Bayer said that she was scared about what will happen in Western Europe during the crisis. You know, this is a quote from her, you know, you plan a trip, you want to go there, I want to go to Italy for four years, and I haven't been able to make it because of the pandemic, she said. And now this, it's like, what's going to happen there, she said, referring to the Russian invasion, uh, which started on Friday. Uh, Bayer, or last Friday, also called Russian strongman Vladimir Putin a singular sensation in a certain sort of way. That sounds like a straight-up Trump quote right there. (laughs) says, I don't know that he has that much support in his country, and maybe that has to be addressed because we've seen this movie before, she said. I thought he had a lot of support in his own country, doesn't he? Well, they're protesting in the streets is what I've seen. Oh, really? The citizens are. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Of course, you know, we got people that protest against wars, too. Oh, absolutely. I figure they kept a tighter lid on that in, in <laughs> Russia, though. Like You would think. Yeah. I mean, I know they're not uh, like they were. Like, Stalin's not in charge. Mm-hmm. That would have never happened with him. He's no. rolling over in his grave right now. <laughs> you know? But just know that Joy Behar is being affected by this. She can't go on her vacation. She can't go on a four-year vacation to Italy. Yeah, well, she's been planning it for four years. Oh, okay. Coronavirus got her, mm-hmm. and she couldn't go. 
it was probably a good idea not to go to Italy during COVID. They were having some real issues there for a while. They were number one. They were until I think we passed until them we up. passed yeah, them right because we're America. That's so what we USA, do. USA. <laughs> we lead the world in every category but education, and I'm proud of that fact. <laughs> All right. Well, on to our next story. Now, I feel like there needs to be a little bit of a. Uh, background information. We've talked about this before, but it's been a while about the Pascagoula abduction incident that happened back in 1973. Yes. we Do you remember this at all? Uh, vaguely. Okay. When it comes to UFO abductions, there's I think there's really one famous case, and that's Betty and Barney Hill. Everybody knows about them. Yes. But way down the list, towards the bottom... There's the Pascagoula abduction. Now, this happened in Pascagoula, Mississippi in 1973. On the evening of October 11th, 42-year-old Charles Hickson and 19-year-old Calvin Parker told the Jackson County, Mississippi Sheriff's Office that they were fishing off a pier on the west bank of the Pascagoula River in Mississippi when they heard a whizzing and whirring sound They saw two flashing blue lights, which to me sounds like a cop car. Yeah. (laughs) But they then observed an oval-shaped object about 30 to 40 feet across and 8 to 10 foot high. Parker and Hickson then claimed that they were conscious but paralyzed, and then three creatures with robotic slit mouths and crab-like pinchers took them aboard an object and subjected them to examination. Hmm. We talked about this on the show, I want to say early on, because Pascagoula put up one of those little historical markers. I yeah. mean, we'll put up those markers for anything. Yeah, I don't I don't think they're real hard to get. <laughs> yeah. I think you basically have to pay for them for your, by yourself, right. right? But case in point, this this abduction story has one of those. But one day we could get one for your front yard that's like home of the Earth Oddity. <laughs> you know, that would be amazing. Started right here and <laughs> yeah. all that. Yeah. have <laughs> a historical marker. Well, the reason I bring this crazy story up is because the that one man, Calvin Parker, who is 19 years old, he's 58 now, and he claims that he's never said any of this before, but now he's saying <laughs> that during his abduction, he was given visions about COVID-19 and World War Three. Okay. So, well... Um, I, I wasn't super scared of World War Three breaking out, but dead gummit, now that this guy sure. said it, I'm super scared. Well... You would have thought he would have brought it up before now. You would think. I mean, it was 1973. <laughs> had plenty of time to go. Hey, guys, I had a vision about a global pandemic followed mm-hmm. by World War III. Yeah. Nobody eat bats. Yeah, right. <laughs> a fisherman claims that he was warned about the COVID-19 pandemic and World War III after he was abducted by aliens almost 50 years ago. Calvin Parker said that he kept these visions to himself until recently, but he has now decided to reveal his claims of the abduction 50 years prior as he now fears that they are coming true. During this abduction, he says that he was shown terrible events from humanity's past, present, and future during this close encounter. He claimed that they were grabbed by these strange creep creatures and that he was warned that a pandemic was coming. He said, there is a plague going on now. Of course, there has always been some kind of plague since the beginning of time. But from what I saw, this one gets even worse. It was caused by mankind, which is very bad. 
because God is going to teach us a lesson and stay out of it before he steps back in. Okay, I've heard this sermon before. (laughs) Now, I typically hear this from preachers, not alien abduction. No, no. (laughs) Experiencers. He's from Pascagoula, though. He's probably ain't been out of church. You know, everybody down here is not too far away from from church. Uh, Mankind has lost faith and is not willing to help others. This plague will kill millions. It will cause food shortages and people will fight and steal other people's things just to survive. This is already going on, but it's going to get worse. Family against family, friend against friend. There will be a time when it will be impossible to trust anyone. Hmm. He also claimed that his second vision was of a coming World War III. Then there is going to be a great war that one side blames the other. Which, I mean, that's, that's most that's wars. Most, yeah, that's most anything. <laughs> you know, just get in an argument with a coworker. Yeah. In my vision, I have seen people's skin melt off their body. Okay. I don't know if it's nuclear war or not, but it puts nation against nation. There will not be a nation on Earth that is not touched by this war. Okay. He added that there would be food shortages and toxic land so bad that no more crops would grow after the war. And on top of that, In his supposed visions, he claims that water supplies would be cut off. Then he said boldly that humanity would turn a corner and everyone would come back together and begin to heal slowly but surely. He concluded, my personal opinion is that they, talking about politicians here, are a bunch of idiots that overlook what is best for our planet and the entire human race. Well, I I can't disagree with him there. I think everybody agrees with that, <laughs> yeah. you know, regardless of political views. I don't need, I don't need robot lobsters yeah. to tell me that. Like, really, if we could get the politicians out of the way, we might could make some progress as, mm-hmm. a, as a society. He says, I didn't come up with this on my own. This is not a figment of my imagination. Repeat, not a figment of sure. my imagination. This is what I saw, or what I should say was shown during my abduction experience. I hope that these future visions do not come true. Please make up your own mind about this. The abduction experience was scary enough, but these visions scared me even more, and they still concern me today. So basically, he was like, uh, hey, guys, I got (laughs) abducted in 1973. Yeah, Almost 50 years ago. Here it is, 2022, and I'm going to read Matthew 24 to you. Pretty much. <laughs> That's really what it is. Hey, show me a vision. Okay. <laughs> what if he's like, well, okay, wait a minute. Okay, was this the alien vision or was this the sermon last <laughs> week? I don't remember. Look, so, you know, Russia you invades Ukraine, right? Mm-hmm. I see multiple Matthew 24 wars and rumors of war post on my Facebook. And you don't know the self-control. This is how I know I'm growing as a person. That I (laughs) was like, hey, what about when you posted this, you know, when we invaded Afghanistan or whatever, you know? Yeah. Which Facebook really wasn't that big of a deal back then. But I remember Obama was the Antichrist. Sure. Remember that? Oh, no. He's big time Antichrist. (laughs) Big time Antichrist. Probably still is to some people. (laughs) It's not Biden now. Well, I think Pelosi took on the Antichrist hate for for everybody. No, no, no. She was the whore of Babylon. (laughs) True. (laughs) It was like. Welcome to United States eschatology <laughs> with John Tiny. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. People get a little carried away, but I wish this dude would have given us a heads up like a couple years ago before the pandemic. Right. Like we could have all bought toilet paper then. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we need to know. Help us out, man. 
Well, if you would like to avert this coming World War Three, then yeah. you can send donations to <laughs> Earth Oddity. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Earth Oddity. Uh, uh, you want to see a picture of these guys? Uh, sure. I just, I, it, it really just completes the picture. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I know you can't judge a book by its cover. Nah. That's, it's not like that dude's probably there like, uh, hey, uh, let me get a, a good payday in before I go, before I die. So let me say, I, I saw a bunch of rumors of stuff. So now when the History Channel wants to interview me, I can say, well, for yeah, for $10,000, I'll come tell you my story <laughs> on ancient aliens or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. I do feel like once you've gone out there on a limb and claimed that you were abducted by aliens and you saw all this crazy stuff, yeah. Once you're there, I mean, you could say what you want to say, right? Absolutely. You don't have to worry about people judging you anymore. Do you know how many like probing jokes that dude has (laughs) endured in his life? Yeah, every yeah. time he went fishing, somebody's down there. I was like, "Hey, bud, how's your cornhole?" You know, heard <laughs> them aliens got you. Yeah, you know that happened. So maybe he's finally just like, "Man, I'm just gonna start saying some wild stuff." Yeah. And what's the purpose of the aliens going? Hey, here, let's let's watch a video. You know, <laughs> that's a good point. Hey, hey, tiny, this hey, is your life. How did they know? Yeah. <laughs> how did they know Russia was going to invade Ukraine? And showed them stuff from the past. Now, I could see that. Right. You know, but I don't know about how they saw the future. Mm-hmm. I, but of course, Unless they've been to the future. Yeah, I guess so. They can time travel. I was about to say, if they can travel faster than the speed of light, then they have yeah. a time machine. Surely they can, so, right? Yeah. I would think so. But, okay, let's, just for instance, John, let's say I have a, uh, a, a ship. I have a TARDIS for yeah. for all my friends out there who are Doctor Who fans. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> sure. I know that the TARDIS is uh, like a porta potty looking thing, it's and that's a, about it. I believe it's like a it's police. a porta potty. It's like a. It's kind of like a phone booth. Oh, for real? Sort of. Oh, I literally thought it was a porta potty <laughs> all this time. It's slightly larger than a phone booth, but it's for, it's just, just for calling the police. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, but once you go inside there, it's like a, a big, huge room. Okay. Even though it's small on the outside, it's big on the inside. And it can go anywhere in space or time. Okay. But let's just say we got one, John. Sure. And we're like checking out this, you know, other alien species. Right. And we're like, hey, you want to, how about this one dude this is fishing? Let's blow his mind. Okay. And let's show him a vision of uh, of COVID-19. But it's gonna. But it don't happen for another fifty years. <laughs> um, I've only seen one episode of Doctor Who in my life, and that was the original one that mm-hmm. used to come on like back in the eighties. My friend Tom Pointer showed me that. Shout out to Tom. Tom is a brilliant dude. He like studied at Oxford and all that. He like teaches out at I don't know like UCLA or somewhere now. Dude's a genius. All right. Showed me that, and I was like, Tom, this is too weird for me, man. <laughs> like, the first of all, this doctor guy looked super creepy, you know, like he was big, toothy smile. And you know, I was just like, Man, how are you in? Like, first of all, where did you get this t- this show? You know, like, where did you? I guess it came on PBS or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, What, what, man, this is weird. Let's watch some football or something. <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, Tom was always on a higher level than me. And that's how I thought it was a porta potty all these years. Like I would see people be like, 
Oh, I got a TARDIS keychain or something. I'm like, well, you got a porta potty? Okay. Well, speaking of the future, we have created robot dogs to patrol the U.S. border. Of course we did. Sure. I, I'm assuming, these are these the robot dogs that, was it Boston? I think so. Dynamics is selling. Um, they had the commercial here a while back. Right. The one that was like walking around. So he says, uh, the author of this story says, I watched a TED Talk by Professor Bob Full, Full, Bob Full, who works in integrative biology at the University of Cal Berkeley. Um, Professor Full does a lot of biomechanics research into how the ablest of animals are able to move around in incredible ways in the natural world. Those things are kind of always fascinating when they show you like the locomotion of a mm -hmm. milli millimeter or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I dig all that stuff. I'm not smart enough to understand why it has to be that way. It still it all. blows my mind how snakes are able to crawl around the way yeah, they do. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It? Wow. Like, do they they move their ribs, right? Yeah, something like that. I okay. thought it was like the muscles on their belly or something. I, I don't know. It's it's crazy. I don't know. You know who does know? Who does? God, because he's the one that made them crawl around. All right? <laughs> yeah. That's what you get for tempting us, okay? <laughs> you got to be on the ground now. We're going to cut your head off I with a tell you what, hoe. they got the worst of it. <laughs> they really did. They really did. You got to think, like, was the snake, I guess it was standing up with arms and legs. Well, Does that not make sense? <laughs> if I'm going back to my uh, children's Bible stories yeah. book that oh, I used like to read to my son, the yeah, they got like the, the little legs on them, yeah. which, which right. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. Like a lizard, you know? And then why do lizards still exist? Well, they found fossils. Now, look, I'm not trying to tie Come this on, in. Come on, Ken Ham, bring it on. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm just saying they have found some fossils of uh of snakes okay. from like millions of years ago, if you believe that kind of thing, <laughs> <laughs> of like like snakes when they had like little what you, like proto legs or whatever, right. where like where they lost them. Okay, Over, like after a while they were vestigial legs yeah. is the word I'm looking for. Okay, I yeah. got you. I actually know what that word means. <laughs> yeah, because Deidre took care of a baby one time that had a tail. Okay, a vestigial tail they had to cut off. All right, you know or whatever. Mm -hmm. Which, if I was born with a tail, I would be so mad at my parents to cut it off. How awesome would it be to have a little nub back there? You could freak people out so much. You definitely could freak people sure. out. Sure. Yeah. You need to have a conversation with your girlfriend, you know, about it first. <laughs> you know, you need to be very upfront. Look, I got a little bit of a nub in the back. Got a little nub in the other front. <laughs> you know? Okay. Anyways, back to robot dogs. So this author ended up calling the guy and asking him about it. Um, he said when he was in his Ph.D. program, he was working closely with another colleague on robots that were in the lab there. Uh, the status quo robots at the time were actually bio-inspired by cockroaches. Uh, the muscle filing, firing pattern for a cockroach, it turns out, is actually identical when they're walking over really rough terrain and when they're walking over completely flat ground. Uh, they have carefully fine-tuned mechanical structure in their legs. Uh, so they're very good at going. Those little robots are very good at going over rough uh, terrain. So basically, they upscaled that into uh, a dog, which now they are hopefully going to get a defense contract for. <laughs> Perfect. Sure. And sell to the Border Patrol. And this is really probably... 
the greatest thing I imagine robots could be used for is hunting down humans. Let's just <laughs> let's just start it off yeah. to, and get the get it going to begin with. This is a super long, long article, so if you're into knowing about robot dogs, they weigh around a hundred pounds a piece. Mm-hmm. I think I could beat a hundred pound robot though. Well, you know, yeah, now, yeah, <laughs> now you can. <laughs> well, look, if you all you got to do is kick them over and scratch them on the belly, everything will be okay. <laughs> Yeah. What about that one they got that's flipping around and stuff? That was, that's that's what yeah. I think all these are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be tough. It just it bothers me. I feel like I feel like the one dude, the one voice of sanity that's just screaming out and no one will listen. Do we have to start with robots doing border patrol and trying to hunt down humans? humans. No, yeah. I know that is an issue. How about we start with w- cutting grass? Yeah, All right. Doing something Let's everybody just... needs that nobody really enjoys doing that much. Yeah. yeah, then maybe we go up, you know, like I'm sure the the sex toy industry, they'll, yeah. they'll get a hold of them and do something. like. Oh, they're already working on that. <laughs> robots hunting humans needs to yeah. be last on the list. Maybe delivering mail. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be a good thing. Delivering pizza, sure, I could handle that. Yeah, drones bringing your Amazon packages. Not hunting humans, <laughs> anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything but that. Let's not create a class of robots that are taught to chase humans. Not good. You know what would keep us from having to do that? What's that? A wall. <laughs> And we don't have to worry about the wall coming after us. That's right. You know where the wall is going to be? Right where you put it. You know? It's never going to turn on you. It's just going to be there. Yeah. People can crawl over it. They can tunnel under it. The people that are industrious enough to do that, they deserve to be in the United States. <laughs> what we don't need are robot dogs hunting people in the Southwest. You know? It's no fun. It's terrible. Yeah. Maybe they're going to put them on the Canadian border. All right, John. This was a story from last week that we just wasn't able to get to it. I haven't seen a whole lot of stuff about like the Canadian trucker protest. I think have the trucks mostly moved out now? Yeah, I think they pretty much were like, we're y'all are going to we're going to put you in jail. We're taking your rig. This I have very no little mm-hmm. knowledge. Well, I know some of the Canadian provinces like said they were going to do away with vaccine passports and stuff. So okay. I didn't know if like the truckers got what they wanted or if they finally cracked down and, and you know no. got them out of there. Maybe yeah. a little column A, a little column B. I don't know. Well, all they do is just hanging out, honking their horns all day long. Basically, it was a mobile wall, John. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if you're in the Capitol and all of a sudden there's thousands of trucks that just roll up in there and park. Right. And we got and one say, headed, and, say, and say they're not going to move. What are you going to do? We got one headed for D.C. here. Have Did you heard we? about that? Okay, well, now, I did see an article, and we didn't talk about it. So There was supposed to be a trucker convoy in Pennsylvania. Okay. But, like, it was only one truck, and it had two flat tires. It didn't go over so well. <laughs> now, I read uh, something. I didn't actually read it. I just saw the headline mm-hmm. that was, like, the National Guard has allotted, like, 2,500 troops for the D.C. Freedom Convoy. We name everything Freedom <laughs> down here, you know? Look at the daggone Freedom Convoy or well, whatever. I feel like, and maybe it's because I'm living in like a very small pocket in Alabama, but I, I feel like at this point, the COVID restrictions aren't that bad here. No, yeah, we can pretty much do yeah, whatever so, we want So to. what, what yeah. would y'all be protesting here? Well, now that Ukraine is in a war, COVID has really disappeared from the news. Mm-hmm. So I feel like COVID is over with. Right. You know, we had Omicron, I got a lot of people sick, but helped build up some herd immunity 
People have gotten back. Every just if you wanted to get vaccinated, you've gotten vaccinated. And so I feel like they're just gonna be like, we're done. Plus, from what I've heard, COVID stuff not polling real well. And don't forget the yeah, I was about to say, don't forget the election yes. coming up. Elections are coming around, and they're like, <laughs> hey, don't hammer us on the fact that we said we could cure COVID mm-hmm. before we got in here, and then we had to ramp up all our restrictions. I was about to say, inflation is already at an all time high. Sure, not good. So if you pay ninety dollars for gas, other day. if you go locking down everything. Yeah. You're, guaranteeing, you're guaranteeing the opposing yeah. party, even though they may or may not do anything to alleviate right. any of that. Yeah, I know. You're just basically guaranteeing, guaranteeing them a very victory. That's right. Uh, well, anyway, back to this whole yeah. thing, though. Back during the freedom protest in Canada, the my pillow guy, he was planning to drop pillows from the sky over Canada. Okay. I guess to in solidarity with... <laughs> They're truckers. Let me dent up your hood <laughs> with a five-pound pillow dropped from a helicopter. Well, no, he was going to have little parachutes on. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's more acceptable. Anyway, after his initial Tuesday shipment of MyPillow products was denied entry into Canada, Mike Lindell now has a backup plan to get free pillows to the Canadian truckers. Why do they deny entry? But maybe because the pillows didn't have their shots. I don't know. (laughs) Hey, you support the truckers, so we don't. We're not letting you send your goods here to us. I mean, I figured it would be more uh, Justin Trudeau's speed to just seize them all. (laughs) To just take (laughs) Take them. them. He's like sleeping on a bed of pillows. (laughs) These are my. These are my pillows now. (laughs) These are all my pillows. (laughs) Suckers. His plan was to drop them from the sky via a helicopter. The pillow maven told the Daily Beast late Wednesday night. Now, this is Wednesday from like a couple weeks weeks ago uh, that he intends to drop his pillows onto Canada from a helicopter with little parachutes attached. We need to get my pillows to the people, he continued. The 2020 election dead ender further made it a point to ensure the Daily Beast noted in, in this report that the pillows will have little parachutes, adding, make sure you put that part in or it could be dangerous. So he's he's thought about <laughs> sure. the whole yeah, throwing no. pillows out of a helicopter What do you do thing. when one of, the, one of the parachutes don't open and like crushes a child? <laughs> well, I mean, if it's a good enough pillow, it'll just be a nice fluffy <laughs> like, descent, right? Kid immediately goes to sleep when it hits his <laughs> head. Uh, I cannot give the location out, but this is no joke. I just confirmed with them the helicopter company, and yes, this is the plan. We have the helicopter confirmed, but we are moving the time up to 11 a.m. The Daily Beast could not reach the Canadian Border Services Agency for comment as this night. I wonder if he actually did this. Let me get this a quick goo, because... Tell you what, John, if he was lying about this, yeah, I just don't know. Well, his credibility is going to be thrown out the window. Yeah. (laughs) I see no news about him actually doing this, <laughs> but just that he did have 10,000 pillows that were blocked from entering Canada, which forced him to tell the Daily Beast that he was going to drop them from a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for this dude. I tell you what, that dude is a trip. Well, I, I, you know, I think he knows any publicity is good publicity, right? Mm-hmm. So he's just out there getting his name in the news and saying wild and crazy stuff and he's like the crazy conspiratorial 
crack ridden <laughs> twin to Donald Trump. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like somebody was fired up over him, about him on Twitter one day. You mm-hmm. know, I don't do a whole lot on Twitter other than like reading sports stuff and watching sports people argue and arguing with other sports people and laughing. But I saw this and it took everything I had to be like, look, man, the dude. He like smoked crack for forever. His brain is not going to work like a normal person. You know, like, yeah. he's going to think whatever happened with. When you think about where he come from and where he was at before. Right. It's really an inspiring story. Sure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that he was like, able to share a flight with the, at, the, at that time, president yeah. of the United States. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, if, if you were to come to me and go, I'm going to take parachutes and I'm going to tie them to pillows and I'm going <laughs> to drop them out of a helicopter into Canada. Every, I would go, you're crazy tiny. But <laughs> if you smoke crack for any amount of time and cleaned up and came to that, I'd be like, well, it's just his crackhead brain. Talking. You know, like, <laughs> right. like, yeah, no, that's, yeah, you just gotta, you just gotta let tiny do his thing, man. He smoked crack for like 20 years. And he's just going to come up with some wild ideas sometime. Do you, that time David Hogg was going to start a, a, a liberal a company yes. just to take down Mike Lindell's right. company. <laughs> yeah, and I think he got out real quick because he was like, you know, it was a stupid idea. We're gonna we're gonna share and do all this, and this is going to be a new way to do business. And then he was, I think, very he quickly like, like, this is not how yeah. you stay in the book. I looked at a balance sheet, and was like, man, we ain't gonna like. <laughs> Maybe the capitalists have figured out the system. You know? <laughs> no, we're not going to have enough money to survive on. This company's going to go under. And they got yeah. out. Yeah, I don't know. It's, what happened to David Hogg? That was his last hurrah. That was the man. last thing I remember yeah. hearing about him was that, right. hey, this is this crazy guy has this pillow company and right. he's getting all this attention. We need a liberal pillow company to take down... My pillow. Well, credit to David Hogg. He made it farther than any other crisis actor has made it. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of hogs, Tiny, a Texas man shoots at a restaurant workers over barbecue sauce argument. Okay. A man from Houston, Texas, is accused of shooting restaurant employees over an argument about barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce, number one all-time condiment, in my opinion. Also, I feel like I just want to say at the outset that this makes perfect sense yeah, to me. Like, so far, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not having dug into the story, but I'm like, I can understand it. People can get very passionate about barbecue sauce. That's right. And while I may not go so far as shooting someone, I totally get how this could get out of hand. Right. <laughs> Andre Thomas, who is 36, is facing two charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. And burglar of a habitation, burglary of a habitation, after he grew angry that there wasn't enough barbecue sauce in his to-go order. Okay. Mm, that'll do it. Yeah. yeah. The incident occurred at Dickey's Barbecue Pit on Shady Drive in Northeast Harris County. Uh, according to Click2 Houston, Thomas picked up his to-go order and left the restaurant. He then called the restaurant angry and upset because they did not give him enough barbecue sauce in his to-go order. Dickie's uh, is terrible about that. <laughs> yeah. Dickie's not great barbecue, yeah. in my opinion. It's not. Now. Hey, living in a town where we have Archibalds. Yeah. I see no reason to go to Dickies. I will say I hate that the Dickies over here close because any barbecue is better than no barbecue, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And now we have no barbecue options out here. So somebody 
other than me needs to open up a restaurant up here with barbecue. We need another Archibalds. Yeah, that's not bad. But you'll never be able to like it's it's like all the other dreamlands don't match the original dreamland. Like, well, it's true, just something about it. But like, now that Archibald's over there on Greensburg is pretty good. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah you're right. I, I'll give you that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so the DA spokesperson Jill Jill Wells said uh, now he's verbally threatening them when he called called back saying I'll come back and shoot up the place. Thomas initially left. Which they've probably heard that before. Yeah. But if, this guy actually did it. If you've ever worked in a restaurant, someone's threatened to shoot you. <laughs> this is how it goes. Yeah. This is part of it. I've shown <laughs> you the video of someone pulling a gun on me in a restaurant, haven't I? Uh, yes, I've seen okay. that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, it just happens. This is the way it goes. You know, yeah, well, whatever. Oh, you didn't get enough lemons in your tea and you're going to kill me over it? Okay, whatever. Anyways. Uh, so so Thomas left the restaurant, but he never left the parking lot, uh, Wells said, and he waited for the employees to leave. He followed the workers down the road and shot into their car. Wow. He strikes one of the complainant victims five times, breaking a bone in their arm. The other victim, thank goodness, was not shot, Wells said. Surprise, surprise, Mr. Thomas has a criminal history dating back to 2009. He was already out on bond at the time on an incident and was facing five other felony bonds, including retaliation, harassment, felon in possession of a weapon, assault of a police officer, and assault on a family member. Mm, <laughs> this man. dude's a troublemaker, uh, you know? Yeah. But I get it, man. There's nothing worse than not is having more meat than you got salt. Obviously, barbecue, especially down here south, can can be very controversial. Absolutely. And there are some people who are like, hey, barbecue doesn't need any sauce. And if if it's done well, I mean, sure. I, I can I can just have the meat. But uh, yeah, I agree. What, what, I mean, what's your favorite barbecue? What's my favorite barbecue like, like style. establishment? No, 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 like style of barbecue. As far I just as like regular pulled pork barbecue. Okay, yeah. but do you like like the the sweet? Oh, or, or like do you like the vinegar-based or, or the mustard-based? I love all yeah. of it. It's all too. equal. It's all <laughs> equal to me. People are like, you want vinegar or you want, you know, molasses? or I'm like, put whatever you want to. I don't care. I just <laughs> yeah. put it on there. It's fine. Yeah. I like the kind of sweet, but okay. uh, but like you said, I, I like, I'll eat Man, it all. It doesn't matter. I love it. I'll eat it without it. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I love barbecue. Mm-hmm. I, you would think I would be better at barbecuing myself. But I'm just not. I don't. I don't have that gift. You, People who are good at barbecue and have like the Lord has touched, <laughs> you know, their their tongs, so to speak. I have done some decent barbecue before, but it takes time. Yeah, right. because I mean the whole key is low and slow. Right. So if yeah, you're who's gonna, got that much time? I don't have that much time. Well, the times I've done it, it's been special occasions. But uh, you get your fire going, and you just make sure it don't go out. You wait till it burns down to the coals, yeah. and then you know you uh, you take your ribs or whatever, and you rub it down with whatever it is you're seasoning with, and you just put it on there, and maybe turn it occasionally for like eighteen hours. Right, That's and it saying. takes eighteen hours. Who's got eighteen hours to do anything? But once you do finally That's get great. it, and you unwrap that aluminum foil, and I mean the it's just like falling off the yeah, bone. It's beautiful. God, so good. I love it. I just don't have the patience for it. <laughs> you know, I, I got friends that like set alarms. Like, yeah, no, I got to wake up at two and turn the brisket. You're like, that's too much of a commitment. I would rather buy it from somebody else and do that. You know, I don't know. I wish I was good at it, though, because those dudes are cool. 
you can't get too deep into barbecue culture. Like I know some people have got, mm-hmm. it's like being a deadhead. You just get swallowed up by the culture. Right. And that's just who they are. And they're going to competitions every weekend and all that. God bless them. You know, <laughs> I just can't do it. I've already committed too much of my brain to the Grateful Dead. So. I would love to do that, but, uh. I, I would imagine that gets pretty pricey, right? I think so. Because not only are you going to all these this stuff, but yeah, they're like, paying you for the meat and yeah, supplies you pay for and stuff. The meat, yeah. and then you got to do all that, and then that's a lot of time. That's time you're not Absolutely. working doing other stuff, right? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think the same thing about the people that are in fishing tournaments all mm-hmm. the time. Like I would love to do fishing tournaments. I'm not a good fisherman or anything. Like there's, is there a cane pole tournament I can join? <laughs> you know, but it's just like that. What a better life is there than just to get up and go get on the boat, and go fishing? Yeah. But how do you afford it? Unless you're like really good, how can you afford it? I, for some reason, I just well, I don't know. Like my stereotypical idea of someone was probably someone who was retired sure. or just had really, really rich parents right. <laughs> so that they didn't have to work. You know, but I really don't know. Our acquaintance Dalton, you know. Yes, he was good. He was real good. He was really, really good. Yeah. And he's got the life now. He takes people like on fishing trips and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Like, man, dude, how did you work into this situation? I, mean, I know your wife's the circuit clerk and all that. <laughs> you know? But surely that ain't footing the bill for your fishing career either, you know? Right. I don't know. I just can't see me going into the day. Look, I'm going to get into professional fishing, and I'm buying a boat, and I got a truck and rods, and I'm going to be gone every weekend. My biggest problem would be like in order to get into professional fishing, you actually have to be good. Sure. Yeah, no, I think that's that's one thing. That's my key hang up. Right. I know. I'm all right fishing like over a brim bed or anything, but they don't have a lot of tournaments for that. So maybe you should start one. Maybe so. (laughs) First annual pond fishing cane pole tournament. You have an award for the biggest and then you have an award for like the most. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then you have an award for the smallest, but that's like a like a what am I trying to say? I don't know. It's like a Razzie. Oh, okay. You know, like I a got Darwin you. award. It's like yes. that's what you get. You know, yeah. You, we shame you. We can have it if at you the, have the smallest one. We can have it at the Guthrie Smith Park in Fayette. You know? <laughs> yeah. Everybody just show up there. There used to be this old black lady that that uh, her name was Pinky. Everybody called her Pinky. She sat mm-hmm. on a bucket. She fished all day. This is what she did. Super sweet and nice lady, you know. And I asked her why they call I asked somebody, I was like, why do they call her Pinky? You know, like, is that her real name? And they're like, no, nah, they say she keeps anything as big as her Pinky. She put it in her bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's talk about our favorite spice for food, Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. We want to thank them for their support. Check them out on their website, CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice right there on the website. Go visit it right now. Press pause. Go to CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, ribs, anything. I mean, fish, you can put it on fish, it's good. My mom made some soup with it this week. It was good. Nice. Yeah. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice. You'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. 
You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl by Uganda Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market, South's Finest Meats, uh, Mark's Martin Downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurling Wallace in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, has a little kick to it. Oh, it's low salt too, don't forget that. Um, and it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl by You Blend Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, how about you teach us how to keep it classy? Okay, all right, hold on. <laughs> I got 99 problems. Heard you have problems. Oh, you told me about a problem. More money, more problems. I'm going to take my jacket off. I'm warming up. <laughs> I'm warming up here. Okay. Let's see. I got through number 40 last week. Yes. We, we don't have any calls. I mean, I know the show's only been out. <laughs> like I was going to say, yeah, uh, we didn't have any calls Thursday, and we yeah. still don't have any calls. That's, so. That makes me feel one of two ways one either I haven't offended anybody with anything that I've said is trashy or number two I have ran off everyone (laughs) in the whole thing so uh, we're at number 41 taking selfies at funerals I don't know if you've ever is that a thing oh it's a thing okay I remember I don't know what it is like like pictures at funerals are very common and I'm assuming it's pictures just because, of like the family together. Yes, yeah, pictures right. of the family together. I'm assuming it's because people are dressed up. Have, and it's like, hey, we're dressed up. Let's let's get a picture. But I did, I was at I was at a, a friend's father's funeral one time, and they were like taking pictures of the cat. Like they had an oh, open yeah. casket. No, have and I never shown you the picture of the lady <laughs> in a Walmart Alabama jersey? Okay, number one. Those Walmart. Every time I've ever seen anybody in a Walmart, Alabama, not like a, a, it just says Crimson Tide on it or whatever, and like the letters are painted on. Sure, it, right? They're not embroidered. Yeah. Those people are always. That's not classy. Okay, <laughs> it's not on the list. <laughs> Those people are always trouble. They're gonna have too much to drink. They're gonna get in a fight. All right. <laughs> well, this lady was wearing that and a houndstooth hat, dead in the casket. <laughs> They're taking pictures of her. You know, like, roll tide, my mom, you know, or whatever. Posted them on Facebook. Uh, I'll go find them. And you saved them for I got them somewhere. I sent them to my friend Melanie. Uh, my friend, shout out to my friend Melanie Gott. She lives in Dallas. She worked with me for a few years. Yeah. She's super funny. She does, like, stand-up comedy. She's, like, improv comedy, all that. One of the funniest people. And she's amazed by the white trash that comes across my Facebook feed. So I just send her random stuff. So I have to go back because it's been a long time and search for that picture. But I'll send it to you. Trust me. Nice. I got it somewhere. All yeah. right. Um, so, yes, pictures at funerals in general are weird. But certainly selfies. But certainly selfies. Yes. Um, all right. So number 42 was just taking pictures at a funeral. So I should have read ahead. Um Number 43, arguing on Facebook. I used to be the number one arguer <laughs> on Facebook, and now I hate it. Yeah. Um, Apple Watches or any other smart watches. That's number 44. Trashy. Absolutely trashy. Wow. I've, 
I mean, I don't want to offend people, but <laughs> I look down on people who wear Apple watches. Really? Yeah. Because your watches, you're wearing like a Rolex. I don't have a Rolex. <laughs> so you're like Apple watches. Ugh. Well, that's for like the common man. They're, they're ugly, number one. Okay. <laughs> a watch in today's day and age is largely irrelevant outside of it can complement your fashion, right? Okay. Not that I'm Mr. Fashion or anything, <laughs> but, okay, if you're going to tell me an Apple Watch is better looking than the watch I have on my wrist right now, you're insane if you think that. <laughs> right. So Apple Watches, and people think they're so, like, super cool and stuff, but anybody who knows anything about watches are like, those things are trash. <laughs> well, what about my Casio okay. with a calculator built in? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> because I can't afford a, an, Apple an Apple Watch. The other thing Apple Watches do is they make people like tap their wrist. They're always messing with it in some way. Mm-hmm. You know? It bothers me. I don't like them. I don't think they're classy. Okay. And so take that Apple Watch, people. That's fine. Well, I'll see, be- when I see somebody with an Apple Watch on, yeah. I'm thinking that person's either rich or are they though? Like, how much is an Apple Watch? They like, you know, that was like their Christmas present or something. You how know? much is an Apple Watch? Like, what, five hundred dollars? How much is an Apple Watch? That sounds about right. Let me Google. Uh, hold on, let me get off my barbecue fighting story. <laughs> now we're talking latest Apple Watch. No, no Gen One mess. How much is an Apple Watch? Thirteen eighty nine a month from AT and T. Like, now I want an all in cost, guys. <laughs> Um, I'm talking one straight from the little South American factory where all the kids are putting them together. Right here. Okay. Apple.com. I, I don't know which one that is. Let me click on it and see. I don't want Apple to send me notifications. I'm not I'm gonna ignore them anyways. It's not pulling up. This is a series seven. Hmm. 399. Okay. Okay. 399. That's, a, that's nothing to that, a man like John Long. <laughs> all I'm saying is that's not like a fancy. That that doesn't even get you in the realm of fancy watches that are out there. Right. And like my friend. Somebody offered John an Apple watch and he gave it to Ollie. Sure. That's what he yeah, thought I'd of. I'd give it to Libby for sure. <laughs> she wants one. I won't buy her one. I'm like, no Apple watches in this house. Like, I'll buy you a real watch if you want one that you can you can take care of. Yeah. All right. Oh, whatever. What about a Mickey Mouse watch? I have a Mickey Mouse watch. I've got one, Like too. an original like from the 70s Mickey Mouse watch. Yeah. That's fine. You know. I like... I like a traditional analog watch. It's just, that's my thing. I, hmm. I like it. It's fine. And if you want to wear an Apple watch, I'll just look down I can't on afford you. an Apple watch, John. It's three ninety nine, dollars Tommy. <laughs> that's chunk change for a man like you. I need that money for my Steam Deck. <laughs> okay, this one's very niche. Eating king cake outside of the time frame between Epiphany and Mardi Gras. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Topical, too. All right, yes, yeah. we're in. We're going on with it. I had some king cake flavored coffee okay. one time. Tara hated it. Oh yeah, I Deeper, it was okay. Deeper bought some of that not long ago, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't drink any because it wasn't Epiphany yet. So like, <laughs> um, number forty six, vaping. No, you're a big fan of that. <laughs> I wish everybody who smoked tobacco would start vaping. <laughs> 47 sculpted eyebrows. We, we've all seen the trend. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm not saying we got to go back to unibrows or anything. <laughs> but there's like some of them look like 
like a semicolon or something over people's eyes. It's like, <laughs> what, what are you doing? Okay. Um, 48 water parks. Not, those are trashy. No one can argue me on that point. <laughs> a water park is, hey, let's all go get in the wave pool with with 8,000 strangers and kids like peeing and pooping in the water and everything. <laughs> That's why we fill it full of chemicals, John. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the place called up by Decatur? Come on. What is that place called? I'm just familiar with Whitewater. Okay, well, Whitewater's and, over by Atlanta, right? And Shipwreck Island yeah. in Panama City. Which Point, Gulf Shores has one, Point too. Mallard. You know Point Mallard? <laughs> I don't think I've ever been. Oh, man, somebody if that's listening to this around here has been to Point Mallard. Okay? Yeah. I'm just talking about, I don't like water parks. Uh, 49 is fireworks outside of New Year's and July 4th. Mm-hmm. I'm pro fireworks on New Year's and July 4th, but let's not stretch it out for a week afterwards. What about, okay? like, the day after, the day after, I can see after. like we got a little, we bought too much, we got too many. Buy one get one free. <laughs> buy one get five free. <laughs> I know. I don't understand the economics of fireworks. It makes no sense to me. I'm like y'all are giving away everything. Um, number fifty, coercing a child into a pageant. Okay. <laughs> I think there are some kids who want to do pageants. And that's fine. And then there are some kids. And there are some parents who want their kids to yes. do pad- Which is, sports is the same way. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Um, 51 parades. Parades are 100% trashy, and everybody knows it. Love, I hate parades. Love parades. <laughs> I don't. I love them. I don't understand parades. Like, hey guys, let's all go stand on the sidewalk and watch stuff drive past. And people that's throw really candy. They don't even throw candy much anymore. Did they do away with I know some places have done away yeah, with it. Yeah, like a, like a baby got ran over or something trying to get some <laughs> bubble gum. They're like, yeah, we can't throw candy anymore. <laughs> the one stupid baby ruined the only good thing about parades. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a tree, it's like a trick or treat. Only the people handing out treats come to you. <laughs> they just throw it. <laughs> it's just I don't I don't like parades. Um Number 52, this was going to hit close to home, Tiny. Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Guilty. Number 53, we alluded to this last episode. Using a fatty cart without being disabled. <laughs> yeah. Number 54, wearing a jersey anywhere other than a sporting event. Okay. I don't like that. What if it's just game day? What if it's game day? Yeah. I can get it. Okay. All right. I, I, I'll allow it, mm-hmm. but you don't need to be doing too much yet. Okay. <laughs> I can't just run by the grocery store and pick up some more cheese. Yeah, that's okay. okay. That's okay. But you don't want to be like, let's go for a day shopping at the mall with my jersey on. Well, you can't watch the game if you're like exactly. day shopping. I know. But um, if the game is over and we're all going over to so-and-so's house, I'm probably not going to change. I'm going to keep my jersey on. That's right. That's I don't know. I probably would. <laughs> I don't have any jerseys. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't wear. I, I would. Which I mean, since the plague that the yeah. aliens told Calvin about, like we don't go to people's houses anymore. Sure. But I, there was a time I would never wear another man's name on my back. 
you know, like this Not long even if it was Kenny Stabler? No, yeah, no. That's my uh-uh. jersey. You got <laughs> I mean, a Kenny I have a number 12 Stabler jersey. Are you, oh, is this a Stabler on it? Yeah. Okay, all right. I'll is take it that. broader? Just no. Yeah. I don't wear no Walmart yeah, painted fine. jersey. No, you're not, getting a, you're not getting a customized jersey at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like got all the logos in the wrong place. I like silver shoulders. Yeah. And you're like, that's... That's what you wear to kiss Coach Saban on the cheek when he gets off the plane right when he got hired. Like, she had one of those jerseys on. Yep, you know, yep. those people are trouble. Walmart jersey people are a menace to society. Like, you need an officially licensed Nike jersey. Otherwise, I'm going to be like, you're probably going to get in a fight. You know it's real because when you got it, it had the little hologram. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, number 55 is a passenger or the driver sticking their feet out of the window while they're driving or while the car is moving. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number 56, Dollar General. I can't believe it made it all the way to 56. And I'm a Dollar General fan. I have the app. We discussed that. Uh, number 57, any translation other than King James Version. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are you serious? <laughs> I prefer the KJV because it makes me think while I read. Mm-hmm. You know, like if it was easy to read, I would just breeze through it all. You know, so I have to like analyze, like, okay, well, now what is this saying to me? Yeah. You know, like, what, first of all, what do they actually mean? A lot of days and dials and these. When in you're there. trying to study God's word, yeah. The last thing you want to do is actually know what the words are saying clearly. Sure. You want to have to think about that before you start trying to think about the deeper meaning of the text. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Gotta, Makes I, sense. I just got it. It gives me pause. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you Plus, just? It's what I grew up reading. <laughs> Why don't you just talk in King James? Well, and the other thing is, <laughs> well, I don't. Well, I should make my pronouns <laughs> the thou. <laughs> oh, my Twitter bio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I I grew up reading KJV, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm used to it. And I also would not like to read Shakespeare translated into modern English because it just, like, takes something away from it for huh. me. I, I, you know, it's okay. fine for something to be hard to read. You know, it's okay to have to think about the words that we're going through when we read it. So. I don't want to get off the subject here, but, you know, I've read Shakespeare. Yeah. And uh, he's way overrated off <laughs> His plays, they're fine. They're not that great. <laughs> Shakespeare can't hold a candle to J.K. Rowling. I mean, come on. Yeah, right. Who, who, Shakespeare's nuts. I would much rather just watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy again. <laughs> um, number 58, any child's name with a vowel replaced by a Y. Okay. So, see that a lot. Uh, 59, dis- discussing politics outside of your own home. <laughs> like on the internet. Yes. Number 60, atheists who use the term sky daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are trashy. They are trashy. Like, hey, man, I'm fine with you not believing what I believe. Yeah. 
But Sky Daddy's just a little childish. You know? It is. Like, let's just be cool. And hey, I realize there are people on my side doing childish stuff too. You know? mm-hmm. But just because they're doing it don't mean you need to do it too. Well, Let me like... try to handle them. <laughs> you handle the ones on your side. I feel like there's two kinds of atheists. There's yeah. like the atheist that doesn't believe in God and they just go on about their life. Yeah, right. You know, they don't believe in unicorns either. No. And they don't think about them. Right. They just don't. They yeah, just don't not a consider God. Yes. And then there's the atheists who say they don't believe in God, but really they're just pissed off at him. Well, and they're out to, to everyone else who believes. We want right. to make sure they know how stupid I think you are. The uh, I like to call them evangelical atheists. <laughs> right. You know? yes. Like they're just like in your face all day. You're like, whoa, buddy, whoa. <laughs> like, hey, man, come on. I get it. You know, like you've probably been handed a million chick tracks in your life yeah. or whatever. But let's just ease off here, okay? <laughs> but you got to give money to like an organization sure. that's going to try to cut down the town Christmas tree yeah. because we can't have a Christmas celebration. Because right. <laughs> you're not going to force me to believe in God. <laughs> yes. What is that, a manger scene? How dare you? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> a Fett County courthouse lawn or something. Yeah. I don't. Did you pray before the football game? That's a lawsuit. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Come on, man. It ain't that big a deal. <laughs> it's really more just like a cultural norm down in this area of the world. Just be cool. You know? Yeah. Whatever. Oh well. Okay. Number sixty-one. Pet pigs. I don't like pet pigs. I don't. I don't understand pet pigs. I know people love pet pigs. I don't like a pet pig. My wife wanted a pet pig. Did you say no? You had to put that big old foot down? Well, I I told her no, and she started begging for one, and she was like, it's so cute. This is back when she was teaching. They went to, like, Randy Ranch or something selling pigs. And I told her, I said, I'll make you a deal. You want a pet pig, we'll get a pet pig. But the day that you decide he's too big or he's too much trouble and we don't want to have him no more, we're not finding him a home. Right. He's going on the barbecue. Yeah, sure. You know, we talk- and she didn't bring home a pet pig that day. <laughs> Thomas had a friend whose dog bit him, like his own dog yeah. bit him. Uh, shout out, wasn't a pit bull, surprisingly. I was very surprised. <laughs> bit him, tore him all up. I mean, Oof. tore kid had to get like a hundred and something stitches and all that. And okay, so you're not talking about just like a little nib. You're talking about showing yeah, up. No, like it, it messed him up. And I've known this kid since like kindergarten. He's a mm-hmm. great kid. And the dog has been like a family pet for forever, but I, I don't know. You know, sometimes dogs just freak out. And was he a family it. pet after that? Well, they went and had him put down. Yeah. yeah. And well, was, that's a bridge too far. Yeah. yeah. They was like, that's so sad. She's like, you know, sometimes Jay barks at the kids and, you know, I, I don't want to have to get him put down if he bites and I was like, well, I'll take him out of the backyard and shoot him, you know? <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, you can't do that. I was like, I'm not paying the vet like $300 to put this dog down. You can watch me do it. <laughs> I want to be like, whichever kid that he bit gets to come out in the backyard with me and we're just going old yeller style on it. <laughs> you know, this is what we're going to do. Agreed. And she's like, what are we going to do with him? I was like, we're going to put him in a Walmart sack, throw him in the trash can. <laughs> like, like, that dog betrayed our family. He deserves no respect at all. 
a regular Benedict Arnold. That's right. <laughs> You're supposed to bite strangers, not the people inside the walls of this house. You want a you want a burial mound? Well, you gotta <laughs> you gotta be great. You gotta end on a good note. That's right. I'll give you all the respect that you need. But you cross the line, I'm gonna kill you, and I'm gonna throw you in the trash can. Yeah, you don't get a pyramid burial mound. No, if you go does not the kids. happen. Does not happen at all. Uh, okay, here's the last one. Allowing children to watch Caillou. That's I've never seen an ev- a single Caillou episode of Caillou. is the worst. I don't even know if it still comes on or okay. anything, but it was the worst thing. I think he's Canadian, by the way. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think he is. We watched Bluey is, at my house. What is Bluey? I don't Bluey know what Bluey is. is an Australian show, but it's like on Disney, and it's I guess it's huh. got picked up. Anyway. I saw... Of a movie once called Blowy. <laughs> no, this is not, not the same thing. No. Okay, this right. is a family. That one, that one, it really caught my attention. This is a family of dogs. Okay, and uh, it's like a mom, a dad, and then like two little girls, and the oldest girl is Bluey. Okay, so yeah, all right. Yeah, I don't know. We're out of kids shows now. <laughs> okay, now my kids are sending me like in like Thomas is too comfortable. Uh, which is a good thing that he's okay to be like, you know, like tell me all kind of things that I would never tell my parents. Really glad about that. Yeah. Every once in a while, they send me like a video, and I'm just like, look, man, that is not something you should share with your father. <laughs> you know, like that's okay with your friends. Not like what? <laughs> just like it'll be like, like just something weird, okay. and they'll have like cussing or something. Okay. Know? I'm like, look, man, that ain't. You shouldn't be sending that to me. Yeah, <laughs> I guess not. Not what we we send to our dads. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't want to like discourage that because I don't want him to like close up and not tell me anything too. So. Well, I remember when I started working down at the plant is when me and my dad started telling. I guess blue collar jokes, yeah. like nothing filthy. Yeah, I got you. But just you know, jokes yeah. that before were kind of off limits. But now, yeah, I guess when I started working down there, my dad saw me more as an equal, right? And so we were able to, well, it's to like, cut up and have a deeper friendship. I would imagine it's like, well, Tiny's here with me now. He gets to see the real me. You know, like I'm not dad at work. I'm I'm Jim at the tire plant. Yeah, you know? right. And so that's a whole different vibe. <laughs> and I think we all transition to a little bit more of uh, as we get older with our parents. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not so much that uh, we can share and in, in yeah, they're still your humor. parents, yeah. but they become almost they kind of fall into an advisory role. Yeah, so right. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's a natural progression, right? Things. Like if you're my age and your mom and dad still trying to control your actions, y'all got some issues y'all should have worked out a long time ago. I remember my dad telling me. I mean, my whole life when I was a kid, he would say, one day you're going to be your own man and you mm-hmm. can make your own decisions. But it's my job now sure. to instill certain values in you. Yeah. And I find myself telling Eli the exact same thing. Like, one day you're going to be old enough that I won't be able to tell you to do anything. You'll make your own decisions. Right. I hope by the time we get there that I have given you some kind of wisdom so that you make the right decisions. No, that's... I mean, that's that's 100% true how mm-hmm. it's supposed to operate. Right. You know? uh, look, I'm trying to give you the structure and mm-hmm. uh, moral guidance so you don't grow up to be some cretin that's a menace to society. But at some point, you know, you're going to be making these decisions on your own. That's why in our 
our parenting philosophy, we allow our kids a lot of decision-making power, more than most people do. Mm-hmm. And I, I was always had the philosophy, they need to get used to making these decisions and dealing with the consequences on their own, because sooner or later, I'm not going to be able to control that as much as I can now. I know that- It's I, like practice makes perfect <laughs> yeah. in, a, in, a, in a way. Like I found growing up that uh, experience was the best teacher sure. teacher to me. Yeah. Like making a bad decision, and like yes. you said, have not having my mom and dad bail me out, right. having to actually deal with that. Yeah, that taught me more than probably anything else. No, I mean that's it, and like it bothers Deidre some because you know, like Libby won't do her math homework or something, and she'd be like, "She's gonna get a bad grade if she doesn't do it." And I'm like, well, "Let her get a bad grade." You know, like, I don't <laughs> yeah. care. She's in fifth grade. It ain't gonna I matter. I graduated. Yeah, like, <laughs> ain't no skin off my back. <laughs> right. I'm like, nobody's gonna roll back to the fifth grade and go, "Oh, she made a zero on this homework assignment." <laughs> we can't uh, hire her to be, you know, the chief resident at this hospital or something. Yeah. So. Like, it doesn't matter. It's like she needs to know if she doesn't do what she's asked to do, then, and she needs to be responsible to get that stuff done. I also, she gets a bad grade. Yeah. And I also don't like this tendency today where we want to blame everything and everybody except the responsible party. Sure. Right. You know, like, and it's tough when you're a parent. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been tough with me because I expect my kids to act like me at all the times. You know, (laughs) right. Like, if somebody is calls me, hey, you know, Hudson was acting up in class today. I'm like, yeah, I can 100% agree. I could see that happening. I'll discipline him when he gets home. So mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people like, oh, my, what have you done to my baby? I'm like, yeah, no, I get it. My kids can be buttholes at times. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't know. So, but it's like my wife, like, she'll, if she goes out on a Saturday and she's gone and she comes back and she's like, did, you know, what did Josiah eat? And I'm like, well, he's, he had like a bag of chips. Yeah. And she's like, that's all he had? I'm like, well, <laughs> he said he wasn't hungry. Right. And she's like, no, you got to force him to eat. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's not going to starve himself <laughs> right. to death. No, Dietrich, we had that conversation briefly before I came over here. She got home from bed. Yeah. And I was giving her like, I was reading report to her. Like, <laughs> hey, this is, this is what's happened while you've been gone. And I was like, and Ollie hasn't eaten lunch. She's like, well, why? It was like one thirty. You know, why hadn't he eaten lunch yet? I was like, well, when he got home, I was like, you want to eat? You want me to heat you up some pizza? And he said, no, he wasn't hungry. I was like, so I let him go upstairs. Yeah. She's like, well, now he's going to be like, he's going to want like a huge supper and all this. And I was like, yeah, so what? Well, let's like, give him a huge supper. I was like, he can have the pizza he didn't eat at lunch. You know, it's like it's still in the fridge. No big deal. Oh, no, oh, you know. <laughs> I was like, Dieter, he is not going to starve to death. You know, my like, son, not a big deal at all. My son at lunch today, since we're telling these stories, he wanted, uh, I think, like two hot dogs and he wanted a corn dog and he wanted to, he wanted all this stuff. Right. Yeah. And my wife and my mother-in-law were like, you can't eat all that stuff. You're going to give yourself a, st- a tummy ache. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, he's. He's 12. He's not going to literally explode. He'll quit eating when he gets tired of eating. And if he does give himself a stomach ache, well, maybe next time he won't do that. Well, you know, Ollie eats like a champ. But (laughs) Ollie will, he will never stop eating if he's hungry. You know, there's a lot of reasons behind that or whatever. But uh, 
I what we do because he'll be like, hey, I want. We'll be like, hey, Ollie, you want some hot? How many hot dogs you want? He's like, I want five. I'm like, well, you can't have five, buddy. <laughs> how about I'll, you start with two? Yeah, I'll make you two, <laughs> and then we'll go from there. Yeah. You know, and usually after those two, he's like, I'm good. You uh-huh. know. Like, let's play it by ear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But sometimes they're like, no, I want another one. And I'll go cook him another one. And he's like, I want another one. I'm like, all right, I'll go cook you another one. <laughs> he can eat, man. It is so wild. I don't, you know, like he's getting closer to coming back and living with his mom. I don't know if she's prepared for the amount of food this kid eats. <laughs> I try to talk to her Saturday at the basketball game. We yeah. sat by each other the whole time during Ollie's game. And I was like, Cause he was like down in his little Gatorade I bought him. Cause I always forget to bring him one from home. I have to pay to get one, like five bucks at the game. I mean, that's know? nothing to you. No, but it's like a hassle. <laughs> and he's like down in this Gatorade. She's like, man, he is thirsty. I was like, no, nah, it's just how he drinks. <laughs> like, no, nah, nah, he drinks everything like that. It's like one, you get one shot. I fill his glass up at dinner. He downs it all on one time and then he doesn't get any more drink. That's just the rules. You know, mm-hmm. he can have water and he can get that on his own, but I'm not giving him any more tea or anything. And I was just thinking like, boy, you, you don't know. Like, <laughs> you do not know. They're going to be coming food. over to y'all's house for supper. <laughs> I guess. I'm really proud of her. She's done really good. I'm happy that, you know, she's gotten her life turned around in the right direction and everything, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I hope everything goes smoothly whenever all that gets going and she can manage and take care of Ollie just like he deserves to be mm-hmm. you know yeah um and and i'm trying to help her we will try to help her out as much as possible she will never know where we live ever <laughs> I, you know like i never will tell her no she asked me because i was, well, like, I was about to say uh all y'all he has to do is tell her well he he don't know how to get to our house does he not no nah, man he's like eight years old he don't pay attention when we're going down the road he's like okay. talking about frogs and stuff you know <laughs> like, he ain't worried about landmarks and where to turn huh well i'm sure he can say oh it's across from a taco bell you know <laughs> well how many taco bells are in tuscaloosa county i, don't know. I mean she could probably narrow it down <laughs> so you narrow it down the good thing about all the mick mansions in our neighborhood is there's like 25 houses in this neighborhood that look exactly like mine so <laughs> you know maybe they'll just have to go narrow it down over time i don't know i think you may be underestimating <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man but uh i'm 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 happy for him i'm i really am i know that uh He's going to have a blast. He can't wait to be back with his mom. Like I ask just about every day now. Oh, wow. So, yeah, which is good. Mm-hmm. They got to get all the visits and everything done first. Then he'll be able to go back home. I guess probably we'll try to, if I had my druthers, we would end the school year. You know, let him get through the school year. Yeah. And then and then do it. Don't uproot him right before his school year is over with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. And then that'll make vacation cheaper for us this summer. When so. is the school year over? May. Yeah, May. Okay. Yeah. You don't know. You got homeschool. You know? <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, school's year round. <laughs> you just have it all the time. Yeah. Two hours a day, every day. <laughs> two hours a day? Is it's, that it? Well, no, it goes on it, it, more than that. But, dude, when you're homeschooled yeah. and you don't have like seven different teachers each within like an hour of time, like it goes so much faster. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I couldn't do it. I don't like my kids enough to try to teach them. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I teach them important stuff, like me telling Thomas to, if the cops ever need to look at his phone and say he don't remember the passcode, you right. know, all that. Also, remember, we talked about this on the show, but like the cops, they can take your thumbprint or like 
yeah. your facial recognition. That's why you don't turn that stuff on. <laughs> My kids know that. I've already told them. Uh, look, man, they're just going to hold the phone up in front of your face and they get in and see whatever you got on there. Mm-hmm. So number one, don't be doing nothing bad to have to get involved with the cops. But if so, you need to know. Don't <laughs> be doing no facial recognition or thumbprint stuff. Straight passcode. That's all you need. That's and all you, you forgot need. it. Yeah, and well, it's written down in your lawyer's office. That's the best thing to tell them. Like, look, I'll consult with him to see about it. Well, John, as this free show draws to a close, we need to thank our patrons. We yes. thank each and every one of y'all so much. We would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Carol Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron. Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Hank Hernandez, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and of course, Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. Mm-hmm. We thank you all so much for donating to the show. If you would like to become a Patreon, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but the $5 tier gets you everything. Also, if you don't want to become a patron, then maybe you could rate and review our show on Spotify. That would be huge. That would be really, really cool. I haven't checked it in a while. Do we have any ratings on there? I don't know. Let me see here. Oh, wait. Okay. Like when I go to it on mine, it just says you you've rated this podcast. But I was curious if you could see the ratings. Yeah. Well, I can't see it, so (laughs) it's going to be on the honor system. Sure. If you listen to us on Spotify, it would be really cool if you would click five stars. Well, we know we can trust our listeners to come out in full force for us. (laughs) If you listen to us on CastBox, I know that's not a super popular app, but you can rate and review there. On there, you can leave uh, comments. because That's where my parents listen to it. Yeah, we've occasionally uh, carried on conversations in the comments section. Okay. So. Well. Um, yeah, just I mean, rate us on anything that will allow you to rate us on it. Yes. And that would be good. You can and, go rate us on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And leave a review on Facebook if you wanted to. And if you will email us or send us a, a message, whatever, and yeah. let us know you did it, we'll read it and talk about it on the show. Yeah. Screenshot it and send it to us. That way we don't have to go find it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. And we'll read it on the show. Well, speaking of extended shows, what do we got coming up in the extension? Uh, we're going to talk about a guy and his girlfriend who had a supposed uh, Fifty Shades of Grey episode. Okay. we're. I'm going to talk about bees. Okay. They're dying at an alarming rate, I heard. Yes, and the way that these particular bees are dying is very alarming as well. Okay, all right. (laughs) Good news. Uh, I know a guy who raises bees, so there we go. Nice. Yeah, we can ask him for information on it if we need to. (laughs) Do you have anything else? Nope, just tell somebody about us. um, Force them to listen to us. Multiple... I mean, you guys know it, it takes a while to get used to us. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe string together five or six episodes that they need to listen to. Well, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us. No matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on all those platforms. Yep. If you would like to write into the show, we are Earth Oddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore Earth Oddity on Twitter. 
We have a Discord server, link in the show notes. You can chat with us on there. We also have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? It is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Welcome Odd Squad to the Patrons Only Extension. Hope everybody is doing well. Hope yeah. everybody is ready to talk about bees and bees. Fifty Shades of Grey. Bees and beatings. <laughs> and whatever else we want yeah. to talk about. Right.